This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following program is brought to you in living color. Hi, I'm Tony Figueroa, the child of television, and welcome to another edition of This Week in TV History. Now, you can read my blog, childoftelevision.blogspot.com, and you can also hear me on TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television. And we're going to go back to January 14th, 1972. That was the night that Sanford and Son premiered. So I want to take you back a little bit before the premiere of that show. I remember hearing about this show the night before when I was watching the Flip Wilson show. That was a variety show hosted by comedian Flip Wilson. Red Fox was the guest on that. And I just remember he was very funny on the show, but when they did the curtain call, Flip Wilson looked to the audience and said, don't forget to watch Red's new show tomorrow night. So I had to see this new show. It was called Sanford and Son. It was based on a British comedy called Steptoe and Son about a father and son that worked in the rag and bones business. You know, what we in America would call junk dealers. It was put together by Norman Lear and Bud Yorkin. So Norman Lear had incredible success already at CBS with All in the Family. So this was NBC's chance to have their type of All in the Family. There were a lot of similar themes. Uh, there were a lot of racial content. Uh, there was also a relationship between father and son. So the relationship between Fred G. Sanford, played by Red Fox, and his son Lamont, played by Damon Wilson, was very similar uh, to the relationship between Archie Bunker and Mike Stivick, a.k.a. the Meathead. Now, when it was time to come up with an American version of Steptoe and Son, Red Fox was not the first choice. In fact, I heard that they wanted an Italian-American father and son duo, and they just didn't find what they were looking for. They decided, why not go with an African-American father and son? And somebody suggested Red Fox. Now, when you threw out the name Fred Fox back then, there was really a one way your mind was going, because people knew Red Fox as a comedian who worked blue. Okay, so that meant, you know, he was not going to be somebody that you would see on primetime TV. The fact that Flip Wilson had him on is because they were friends and uh, gave him a venue to see somebody that you normally would not see on primetime TV. Red Fox's comedy albums, uh, they were referred to as party albums because you played them at parties. So when you were having a party, you would wait for the squares to go home because they would go home early 
and you would put on this record, drop the needle and hear these routines. And yeah, they were blue, but this was something to be heard with a group. This was not something like today that you would just put on your earbuds and then get on the treadmill. No, you would have a party, you would play these albums and people would laugh and laugh and laugh. And I will tell you, these albums are very, very funny. But the idea of Red Fox doing a sitcom, yeah, it did not go. Uh, he had just done a movie called Cotton Comes to Harlem and that got some people's attention and people thought, oh, you know, maybe this will work. Uh, they cast Damond Wilson as his son. Uh, Damond Wilson had appeared on an episode of All in the Family along with uh, Cleavon Little, where they played two burglars who broke into the bunker's home. It was very, very funny. So that uh, made Damond Wilson quite memorable uh, with uh, Norman Lear and Bud Yorkin. So they brought them in and it was just perfect. Uh, Damond Wilson went to meet with Red Fox in Las Vegas. They read a little bit and they knew this was perfect and they had a great relationship for the entire run of the show. They really did love each other and it comes out on screen. Now the show is set in Watts and Fred Sanford is a junk dealer who originally came from St. Louis, so taking some of Red Fox's uh, upbringing there. Uh, the character Fred G. Sanford was actually the name of Red Fox's brother. Uh, Red Fox's real name is John Sanford and he had a brother, Fred G. Sanford. On the show, we never really know what the G stands for. Uh, he just uses it for whatever uh, storyline is playing out in that particular uh, episode. So uh, there was one where he was going to be working for an escort service and he would say, I'm Fred G. Sanford and the G stands for Gigolo. Uh, there were a lot of great routines. Now, when I'm a kid watching the show, I guess my favorite line would have to be, how would you like one, how would you like one of these across your lip? Yeah, so he would always say that as a threat. Uh, also, uh, the character would pretend to have a heart attack. He would grab his chest, so he had a signature move. Uh, the character was a widower. His late wife was named Elizabeth, and often he would look up to Elizabeth, especially if he thought Lamont was going to leave him. He would look up to Elizabeth and say, you hear that, honey? I'm coming to join you. So you had these great uh, routines, great bits. Uh, many of the shows would center around some sort of scheme that Fred was using to uh, get rich quick. Uh, oftentimes, Lamont would try to be the voice of reason. As the show developed, he was kind of the pacifist, the voice of reason, the calming influence on Fred. Uh, Fred had a lot of street smarts. He knew, you know, scams. He knew, he knew hustles. He knew his world, and uh, sometimes the two would clash. Sometimes it was just the generational clash. Uh, you know, Lamont accusing Fred of being old, you know, old fashioned. And, uh, you know, eventually you would, their, their family relationship, their friendship would win out. Uh, there were other characters that would be introduced. I say one of the most popular characters on the show was Aunt Esther, played by Lawanda Page. Now, Lawanda Page had had a professional relationship with Red Fox for years, they knew each other for a long time, and Red Fox lobbied for Lawanda Page to play this role. She was uh, a very religious uh, character, often say things like, oh, glory, and, and, and uh, would always uh, provoke, you know, invoke the Bible. She would constantly call Fred a heathen, but they really did have good chemistry together, especially when they would fight. So uh, Anne Esther was uh, Elizabeth's sister back from St. Louis. So it was a, it was a wonderful character. Aunt Esther had a, a husband, uh, Woodrow, who was constantly drinking. So that was also short, uh, sources of comedy. 
Uh, Fred Sanford would always talk about how ugly Aunt Esther was as well. So there were wonderful insults. Uh, there were two police officers on the show. Actually, there were more, but the two main ones were uh, Smitty and Hoppy. Now, uh, Howard Platt played Hoppy, Officer Hopkins, uh, and he was a straight-laced, by-the-book, white cop. He tried to fit in with the culture in Watts, and he would try to use the slang of the street, and he would always get it wrong. Uh, Hal Smith played Smitty, and so if Hoppy said something wrong, like, right up, and he goes, that's right on, and it's always a cool gag. Uh, Fred had a variety of close friends. Uh, Don Bexley played uh, Bubba Bexley, uh, but there was also Whitman Mayo, who played Grady. Now, the character was Grady Wilson, which is, by the way, DeMond Wilson's real name. Uh, actually, it's Grady DeMond Wilson, so they named the character Grady Wilson in honor of DeMond Wilson. Uh, and he was a wonderful, good friend. Uh, originally, he was a little senile. He could never remember Lamont's name. But what was very important about the Grady character is uh, he kind of took over the show when Red Fox walked off. So there, were, uh, there was a period... Uh, in 1974, where there was a dispute, contract, money. Uh, what was said in the press at the time is that Red Fox wanted windows in his rehearsal hall, but it was actually over salary and Red Fox wanted to own a piece of the show. So he did walk off for the end of that season and for the first couple of episodes of the following season. So the episodes were written where Grady was taking over the business, looking out for Lamont, while Fred was in St. Louis. Uh, Damond Wilson wanted to show solidarity to Red Fox and threatened to leave also, but he was encouraged not to do so by Red Fox. But uh, he did uh, do the shows. He, you know, there were stories about him. Uh, they wanted to have pictures with him and Whitman Mayo to kind of you know, establish the new Sanford and Son, and, and he didn't want to participate in any of that. Whitman Mayo, the episodes where he was basically filling in for Fred. These were wonderful episodes and he hit it out of the park. It got him his own spinoff called Grady. Uh, unfortunately, that did not last very long, but uh, he would then be a, you know, a constant fixture on episodes of Sanford and Son and was a great foil for Fred, a uh, great uh, confidant and also just somebody else that Fred could work off of. Uh, it was just a, a wonderful character. Uh, there were other characters like, and I, yes, I am looking at notes. Uh, there was uh, Nathaniel Taylor who played uh, Lamont's uh, friend Rollo. Now, Rollo had spent time in prison, so there were a lot of jokes about that. Uh, Nathaniel Taylor also appeared in the spinoff series Sanford, which did not feature DeMond Wilson, uh, that uh, came on uh, in 1980. So he did appear in a few of those episodes. Uh, there was Lynn Hamilton, who was Fred's girlfriend, Donna. Now, when Donna was introduced, Lamont called her the Barracuda. Uh, there was, you know, a friction between uh, Donna and Lamont. Lamont did not like his father dating this woman. Uh, eventually, uh, that was dropped, and they actually became very good friends. And there was, of course, another favorite of mine, Gregory Sierra, who played... Julio Fuentes. Now, he would later go on to be Chano on uh, Barney Miller, and uh, he had a wonderful career. We lost him a couple of years ago, but uh, he was the new neighbor, uh, he, and he was a character from uh, Harlem, but he was Puerto Rican. 
And uh, a lot of times he would switch from English to Spanish. He had a pet goat named Chico. He also was running a junk business, so Fred and Julio would have some conflicts, but he was turning out to be a very good friend to Lamont. And as much as Fred would insult Julio, and he did it often, uh, Julio still had a certain respect for Fred. Even though he would not tolerate the insults, there was a certain respect. He knew that this man was an older man and was raised to respect uh, you know, your elders, uh, but he also respected Fred because he always thought Fred had a good head for business and would remind Lamont every so often that he wishes his father was still around. He said, you never know, one day, his words, and uh, sometimes that gave Lamont the reality check he needed to uh, include his father in some of his activities. Uh, there was Pat Morita. Yeah, we know him as Mr. Miyagi in the Karate Kid movies. Uh, we also know him very well as Arnold on Happy Days. But he did uh, several episodes as one of Lamont's friends, Achu. Now, Pat Morita, as a stand-up comedian, uh, worked at Red Fox's club uh, in uh, West Hollywood on La Cienega Boulevard. He did have uh, his own nightclub there for many years, and a lot of comedians got their start there. One of them was Pat Morita, and Pat Morita speaks very highly of Red Fox as kind of the mentor, the godfather, the, uh, gave him great advice about how to work the room, also helped him out uh, financially when he was having his second child, and basically asked not for any type of payment, but to pay it forward when he was in the uh, position to help other people. And Red Fox just knew that Pat Morita was going to hit it big and be very successful. And so it, he brought him on to Stanford and Son. He wanted them to uh, write material for this character. Also, when the show would take its summer hiatus, Red Fox would take a, a special show and he would perform at prisons and other venues. And that included the Apollo in Harlem. And uh, Pat Morita was the MC on these shows. There was a character, and I want to say kind of a, a repurposed character from the Jack Benny show, kind of uh, a reoccurring thing. Uh, from actor uh, Frank Nelson. Uh, Frank Nelson, if I say the name and you're not getting a, a picture in your head of what this guy looks like, uh, well, he had a, a signature line and he had it on the Jack Benny show. He also had it on Sanford and Son. It would be, yes, and that was him. So oftentimes you would see him, you see his back and Fred would go, excuse me, and he would turn around, yes, and so there was a great running tag with that. Uh, the show went on until 1977, uh, and Red Fox decided, you know, he was done. It was time to do something else, and he got a great deal to do a variety show over at ABC. It was called the Red Fox Comedy Hour, and uh, there were a lot of wonderful, talented performers there. I uh, remember when that show um, got canceled. They did not have a long life. Uh, a lot of the grown-ups. A lot of the grown-ups were talking about how the show gave uh, a wonderful opportunity for so many musical acts that would not normally be seen on television. And he gave them the spotlight on his variety show. Uh, so people said, yeah, that was the sad part is that there were so many wonderful musical acts that had never been on TV before that they got to showcase. There are so many wonderful things about this show. Uh, it is a product of its time, uh, but when we look back at uh, that particular time in television history in, in, in the 1970s, 
when uh, people like Norman Lear were changing the face of television. Here you had a show on a network with two African-American leads, and it was funny. And they got to bring in a lot of who they were into the show and, you know, have some of the jokes and kind of show off uh, that particular time period. And also, it's probably the first time that I can remember a show set in Watts. Uh, so, you know, to, to show uh, people struggling and trying to do their best. And, you know, at the end, the most important thing is that you have family. So if you can watch it either <laughs> on cable, it's always going to be on one of the nostalgia channels, or watch it online. Uh, is a wonderful uh, class in comedy. Not just the funny parts of Red Fox, but it really does show how good a straight man Damon Wilson was. And also, just what a fine actor he was. Because a lot of times the other characters are getting all the laughs. And I mean all the laughs, you know, just painfully funny when you're laughing at it. Uh, but, you know, you need a good straight man. And Damon Wilson, I don't think, got enough credit for him playing a straight man. Now, Sanford and Son was one of those shows that, you know, it seemed like for a certain time period, everybody had to do their Hawaiian episode. They did a three-part Hawaiian episode. Uh, it was not in a studio. It was done uh, mostly outdoors, so a lot of great scenic uh, chases through Hawaii. Uh, it's one I look forward to. It's not the traditional Sanford and Son episode, but I still look forward to it. And uh, they did their Christmas episode, which was a send-up of A Christmas Carol, uh, which a lot of people talk about when they look through their list of episodes of TV shows they want to watch over the holiday season. It is a fun episode to watch. Again, a departure from the traditional episode. But one thing that people often mention is Red Fox singing the Christmas song, you know, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. He does sing it at the end, and he does kind of break the fourth wall. Uh, sing, and it was a, it's a, you know, it's a beautiful rendition, you know, because the guy was so gravelly, but it's still a beautiful rendition of that. Uh, as I mentioned, yeah, the show um, did come back in a different form called Sanford a few years later. So uh, Red Fox was doing reboots before anybody else, apparently. Uh, so he was doing that before, you know, now it's the thing. Everybody has an opportunity at a reboot, but he did it uh, without Demond Wilson. Uh, Again, there's so many things that we could talk about this show, and I'm just talking about some of the things that I really enjoyed. It's hard to believe that show is now 50 years old. If you haven't had a chance to see it, you should seriously check it out, because like I said before, it was a master class in comedy. And if you ever have an opportunity to listen to some of uh, Red Fox's stand-up, I'm warning you, it is blue. It is blue, it is blue, it is blue. But again, listen to uh, what the guy has to say. I think there's a certain honesty uh, in his comedy. And uh, yes, uh, it is really, really funny. And put yourself in the mindset of being at a party back in those days. I'm sure we'll talk more about Sanford and Son and a lot of other shows from that time period. And we're going to pause right here, but we'll have more TV history right after this message. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Again, you can hear me on TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television. You can read my blog, childhoodtelevision.blogspot.com. I'm Tony Figueroa. Stay tuned. <laughs>